Yo, 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 what it do, what it do. It's your boy, Yellow the Poet, and I'm welcoming everybody to YTP Entertainment. Greatly appreciate you all stopping through, checking us out. The topic of today is actually going to be, do I talk to her or do I keep it to myself? So, I also have my beautiful wife here, Miss Me, Miss Davis. I also have my co-host. You got to come back in in a minute. Uh, Patricia Ann. So we're going to get this thing rocking. I want to, I hope that you all enjoy this. Everybody get something from it, learn something from it. And we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. So I'm going to start off by saying a lot of us, here she come, here she come. Here she come. Here come my co-host. So I'm going to start off by saying a lot of us fail to communicate with our significant others. And a lot of times that come from us having that typical ego or just being so secretive that we feel like that the lines of trust will at some point be broken. But that's not always the case. Sometimes we just got to learn to grow with one another and understand that without communication, we really don't have a relationship. When you first got with that woman, what was the first thing that you did? You started talking to her. You opened your mouth. You used your body language. You did all these things that you needed to do in order to get this woman into your life. Sometimes relationships last a long time. Sometimes it doesn't. But at the end of the day, you realize when you first got with this woman that communication was one of the most important things that you could have ever done when you when she finally said yes to you. OMG. When she said yes, boy, you like, woo! Heart pumping. Oh, yeah, bro. You went and told all your homies, hey, bro, I got one. I got one. I think she going to be the one, man. This is the one right here. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. At all. I didn't, really, <laughs> I didn't really say too much in my relationship when my relationship got started because <laughs> I was too shy. I was too shy to say anything, though. <laughs> I'm the outspoken. <laughs> but nonetheless, we got a great bond. We got a great communication, open line of communication right now. And it'll never change. It'll never change. Because I never shut down or share her out in anything that I got going on. I feel like she should be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And my girl, Pat, she done made it. She's back. What's up, Miss Pat? It's good to have you. Pat is the co-host for YTP Entertainment. We're going to definitely get a few words from Miss Pat. Let us know what you got going on, Miss Pat. Talk to us about this topic. Well, I'm excited about this topic because we talked about this topic a long time ago. And first of all, to the, to the woman that's sitting beside you, hello. It's good Hi. to meet you. How are you? <laughs> about you he always talked highly of you so that is just <laughs> because a man is no greater than what he speaks of his spouse mm -hmm. i'm a true believer 
So, uh, <laughs> nice meeting. Thank you too. I'm very excited about this topic because a lot of times we we don't communicate and you know different spectrums of this thing. And I'm an over communicator, and I believe if you don't communicate, you're just putting trash up under the rug until it piles up, mm -hmm. and then and then <laughs> you're in a relationship by yourself. It's true. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> but your process, like I've lost myself a lot of times. I lost who I was, what I was, to be everything to that person and to realize that, that I was still never going to be enough because ultimately they just wanted me to be destroyed. And the reason why I say that, people say, no, no, yes, it is if they do all these things to destroy me. So I... um. I believe I don't have, I live without regrets. You know, hindsight, we can go back and say, I wish I wouldn't have done that. But if I wouldn't have done that, then I wouldn't have not known where I am today. So I regrets with giving my all. It's me finding myself, loving myself, and make sure I do not end up in these situations again. And, you know, I'm just, I've always been that type of woman. I give my all. I love to cook. I love to clean. I love to serve. I love to do all those things, right? Yeah. What you say, sis? That's me. That is me. All the way. And my sister, when I was younger, my sisters used to get so mad at me. They used to get so mad at me. They'd be like, why do you keep doing that? Stop doing everything for people because they not returning that to you. Why do you do that? I'm just like, well, you know, if I could do it. If I got it, I'm going to do it because I got it. So I'm not looking for payback. I'm just doing it because that's what I want or choose to do. So it took me a minute to learn like what they really were trying to tell me. And mm -hmm. once I finally got it, I did pull back quite a bit and I started to reserve it only for those who truly deserve it. Absolutely. And I that's where I'm at. do it freely. Yeah. Because um, I'm 49 years old. Like, I'm too old to keep doing this, right? Mm. So, if you're not trying to make my energy, they're just not going to get it. Exactly. And exactly. They got it, and they, and they didn't match it. Now, I have to get myself in check and get myself back straight and narrow. Exactly. No matter how much I'm going to cry, I didn't say it was easy. But at the end of the day, how long do I keep spinning out of control? Yeah. So, you exactly. know, it's going to build the woman I am. But what <laughs> what I will not do is become bitter and make mm. it worse for the people that had nothing to do with it. Because eventually, I just believed that I was just a wrong woman. I mean, the right woman to all the wrong men. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. people's like, how are you still single? Because I believe, you know, just me, I believe a woman should know how to cook. From scratch, bake from scratch, do all these things. And they're like, how are you still single? Because what I came to realize, a lot of men really don't even want that. Well, I'll, I'll put it, I want to add something to that. Uh, it's sometimes it, that is the case, but then other times is that a lot of men really don't understand the value that a woman has to them. They're too, too consumed into this old-fashioned 
way, when I say old fashioned, I'm only talking about as far back as our grandfathers and great grandfathers, things of that nature. That's about how far back I'm talking about. They're too consumed with that lifestyle, that way of living, because those fathers back then had the wives that felt that they had to be submissive to that man. And you don't have to be submissive to a man. You have to be you. You have to be oneself. And it's not about who's going to be submissive to who. It's it's about who actually um, bonds, who actually has um, the strengths to um, counter the weaknesses in the relationship. Our strengths and our weaknesses counter one another. My, my wife is the bold one, the more blunt one. I'm the more laid back one. I'm the one that's kind of chill. He's the patient one. Yeah. He's like the calm to my storm. Let's just put it that way. I'm, I'm more like little Taz when I get angry. I'm the Tasmanian devil. I'm like the rage lunatic. Whereas him, he's the calm, rational one who is like, okay, wait, calm down. Let's figure this out. And he knows, like, when I'm angry, I really don't want to hear nobody talking to me. Like, don't you talk, don't look at like you want to talk to me. I, I'm I'm not rational. I'm irrational. But he he can get me to calm to the point where I will actually listen to what he's saying, and then it'll still take me like maybe another hour before I really let it sink into my brain. And then after that, okay. We, back down to the, to the calmness we back down to the you know but with what you said as far as a lot of men think as of it in the aspect of how the grandparents were well honestly it depends on the grandparents because my grandparents were, were like i'm just saying you know my grandparents like the complete opposite right. like my grandfather did all the house with her <laughs> my grandma dictated she was the dictator she told you what this this where to go all that when she says spring cleaning she meant spring cleaning i mean everybody up in the way all she doing is about she sitting back like this like you know she she's a supervisor so it, it, it depends and my great aunt her sister was the same it's like i grew up with a strong female dynamic so it was hard for me to, I, that s word that you mentioned i i, I can't even put that word it's because like submissive y'all <laughs> when i'm when i'm nice to somebody or i'm giving to somebody that's just me that's my personality and i do it because you know that's just who i am but it yeah. it it didn't really have you know because if, if I was to take my grandmother, you know, page from her book, it wouldn't be getting to you. Really, you know, so I'm not just going to give you. You know what? No, no, no. You, you got to show me. That, that, that's not how that works. And, and you know, my great aunt, her, her, we grew up hearing it every single time. Self-preservation is the first law of nature. Mm -hmm. And from the time I was little, and I'm hearing her say, I didn't understand what she meant. Finally, I asked her, you know, mama, what, what do you mean when you say that? You've been telling us this all our life. What do yes. you mean when you say that? She said, well, I'm going to put it to you this way. Nobody's going to have your back like you have your back. Nobody's yeah. going to make sure you good like you make sure you good. 
Except for in this case. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> he, he's an exception. But at, at the end of the day, you got to make sure you're self-sufficient, you're, you're self-reliant, you're able to do for you, not be dependent upon others to do for you. You take care of you. And then if you have children or that, you make sure they're good too. Mm-hmm. Self-preservation, you don't depend on anybody else. You depend on just yourself. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. And she used to say it to me too. Her, her mom used to say it to me too. She would she would say, you know, self-preservation is the first law of nature. Or it was, that was like drilled into our brain. Self-preservation is first law of nature. So it's like even if we feel like you know, you get certain challenges thrown at you, and you just feel like you want to throw your hands and be like, no, I, I, I'm fire. I want to do this. The, the words would click. Like, come straight in my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I tell you? You, you better get up. So, so I want to ask some questions. Um, first, before I ask the questions, I want to point out a few. Um, my bro, Rodney, um, many blessings to you and your wife because y'all been together for a while. Uh, my boy, Sam, many blessings to you and Natasha. I grew up with these two. With him and his wife, I actually we actually grew up in the same neighborhood, <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> and we had a ball too. We had a ball. We was we was always cool. Never had any confrontations or anything. Yeah. But you all are still fairly newlyweds, so congratulations to you all. Uh-huh. Many blessings on y'all getting married. That's awesome thing. Awesome thing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, for. Sam and Rodney, whichever one of y'all want to go first, what are some of the things that you all do in your relationship that has made it last for so long? Oh, I am. Um, you go. You go ahead, Sam. I'll let you speak first. Uh, communication. That's a big one. Uh, we talk every day, no matter what. I mean, if it's just to say hello, how you doing? That's usually usually. The, the 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 start of all conversations and um, at the same time just checking in because we both work very busy jobs yes um um and sometimes different shifts almost mm-hmm. so I'm usually the one that's constantly making sure we had that communication <laughs> even though sometimes that could be a little nerve wracking but I mean <laughs> but, but, but 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 like you say, every relationship starts with a conversation, no matter what the case. And yes. and I can relate with Shannon being very shy uh, early on growing up and growing up with grandparents <laughs> from that infamous silent generation, as they call them. Um, they would surprise you in many ways. Um, yeah, I've, there was a lot of things I learned from them that finally caught into this head of mine 20 years later <laughs> and um even though they all they all gone now i still know they're kind of laughing at me right now i'm just thinking about this <laughs> but uh a, a conversation every day um is, is key you know they say silence is a killer yeah it could be a killer at times if you're not careful yeah um <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it can be a blessing too right <laughs> right, so uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at on that. Um, uh, like 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 Shannon say, uh, we we literally came out of the same uh, high school. 
um, 32, 33 years ago now. Yeah. And, um, funny thing, uh, me and my wife, we didn't, we didn't know each other when we was in high school. We kind of, you know how you, you, you know how you walk past people through high school, then suddenly you see them 20 years later, it's like, you went to high school with me. Mm. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> we kind of knew of each other, but didn't know each other. And then we meet up 20 years later and suddenly we knew from everybody. Yep. Yep. On, on different <laughs> angles. Yep. It was a pretty unique uh, um, connection. That's what's like, up. Me and, Shat, what's Francis, up. me and Shannon, we was in the same math class. I yeah. think two years straight. If I'm am I correct on that? Huh? Math class. Uh, same math. Me and Shan. Yeah, we had Mister. We had Mister. Um. Satisarat. Yeah, Mister Satisarat. Yeah, the Asian dude. And he was. We did. He was from Thailand. <laughs> yep. And, yep. And and the crazy thing about this teacher, this guy was unique in his own right. He always bragged about his big fat black wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he did. He used to say that for real. He did. He said, <laughs> and we used to sit in the back looking like what? <laughs> like why would you call your wife big fat? But hey, evidently it worked. It worked. <laughs> hey, it was it was no shame in this game. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, that's I always managed, I always managed to get away with a B or a C with him because <laughs> I was not a math person. <laughs> That's all good. That's what's up, Sam. Come on, Rodney. Tell us what you got, bro. Hook us up with some good info. I tell you what, you know what? For me, you there? Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I I've been married over thirty years to my wife, and every morning it it, it starts out with "Good morning, baby." You know, um, throughout the day, you know, uh, she'll send me text messages. You know, like little hearts and stuff like that. You know that that, you know, I, I look at what have you and see, you know, when I stopped on a break or what have you. But it's, it's it amazes me, you know, after 30 years, we're still best friends. And, you know, and all it has to do with, you know, talking to each other. Because, you know, if you don't talk, your relationship does not go nowhere. And a lot of the kids nowadays, they just don't understand it. And, you know, I learned this from my grandparents, my aunt and my uncle, you know about how a good relationship is supposed to be you know it's a 50 50 uh deal where you work together you know because it is work a marriage is is really good work yeah. and if you do not work in your marriage your marriage is not going to thrive and everybody wants their marriage to thrive nobody wants their marriage to, to dissipate and and go away of a divorce and all because all that does is, is hurt kids and future generations. Mm -hmm. And there's too, too much of that in this day and age from Debbie dads to dads just not wanting to show up or not even caring. You know, mm -hmm. I dealt with that in my, my life. Mm -hmm. And I, I broke the pattern for me and my kids where, you know, I wanted difference for for their lives i want them to know that they have a mother and a father that there for them and care for them and love them 
you know, and so yes, you got your ups and your downs, your your bad days and your good days. Yes. And, but you have to fight for every single day because that's what it means to be in a marriage. You fight for what is yours. Yes, indeed. And my wife is my rock. I'm not gonna lie, she does all my bills and everything, and <laughs> I I make the money and she works hard. She, she's a God, she works hard just like us, you know, drives that bus too. Mm. And also she works her other job at Target and she don't never take no time off. And, and, but, you know, we have our, you know, 10, 15 minutes here in the morning time. And then we talk at lunchtime and then in the evening time before we get ready to go to bed, because, you know, we got to be in bed early because we got to get up early. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> We got to get up pretty early. <laughs> you know, and I've always been taught by my grandmother, never go to bed angry because that anger will just fester and fester, mm. you know, and that's not right. You know, even if, if you weren't wrong, it's okay to compromise and say, baby, I'm sorry, you know, because yeah. she is your queen and you were the king. It ain't nothing going to come between a king and a queen, you know, because you have to take care of your family, yes. you know, and it, and it starts every morning with communication, just a good morning. Hello. I love you, yes. you know, and too many young adults don't say these things anymore. They don't fight for what they want. They don't talk about what they want. And they don't realize what they want, you know. Exactly. It's it, it to me. I guess it's a game to these kids nowadays because whatever. Yeah, it's and like I said, it's easy to get a divorce. Anybody can get a divorce. It's hard to stay married. It's hard. It's not easy because life throws you curves, and you got to be ready for those curves. And you both have to be strong for one another because you don't know what it's going to be. I, my my wife, she had to be strong for me because before I came over to what I was doing now with you guys, mm-hmm. with you and Miss Pat, I was driving the semi truck. And, you know, I had them dark days where I wasn't getting help for my PTSD. Mm-hmm. And it finally took my wife, saving my life for me to get help mm-hmm. to seek out. And to understand because I would lash out at her for no reasons and not know why I was doing this, you know, until I started going seeing a therapist and everything. But she was my rock during those times and she did not leave my, my side, you know. Yes, indeed. And that's what you need in marriage, you know, and a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I taught this stuff to my kids that what my grandparents taught to me and my aunt and my uncle taught to me, mm-hmm. you know. I didn't learn it from my dad because my dad was never around. So I didn't have a father. I learned it from from growing up in other homes that, you know, weren't my original home. Mm-hmm. And then also from learning from my, my father-in-law, you know, how to be a man, a husband, a father, because mm-hmm. he taught me a lot. You know, in, in the 10 years that I knew him before he passed away, you know, mm. and I'll never forget what he gave me, you know, mm-hmm. 
And because he talked to me one time where we were struggling real bad. It's about, you know, probably five, six years in, you know, they, everybody has says it's five year itch and all, you know. Well, that time, it, it, I'm not lying, it happens, it happens. And we, we were going through some real bad struggles. And he says, you know what? You can give up or you can man up. He says, it's easy to give up. It's not so easy to man up. Yeah. And so I took his word to heart, you know, and. I went full forward at that point. It's my time where I said, you know, I'm not giving up on my marriage. I'm not going to be like my father and many more in this country that give up on their family. Yeah. You got to think things through. You have to think things through because if you don't think things through, then you're only setting yourself up for failure. The only way to set yourself up for success is to, one, you got to know the the boundaries in your relationship you have to know the boundaries within oneself first because just like my wife just said just stated that her mom told her the first law of nature self-preservation so with self-preservation the one thing that we all have to do is to know who we are once we know who we are then we can take that same energy and protrude that energy to our counterparts to our significant others to our friends and to our children, we can protrude that energy to them. And once they are accepting of that energy, at that point, we start to know what our likes and dislikes are. We start to know what our weaknesses and our strengths are. And our counterparts are able to step in and say, hey, I can do this. I can do that. These are things that that I see that you may be lacking in, and I can actually help you in that area of your life. Yeah. Now you're looking at longevity. Right. Looking at a long-term relationship at With that, that point. Though, the the other counterpart, they also have to be willing to put in that work too. Mm-hmm. Because it just can't exactly. be one person doing it and the other person is not, that will never work. That's like oil and vinegar. So the other person ends up wasting all their energy while the other person just continuing to think they can do whatever they want. Because that person is still gonna be there. No, that's not how it works. If if I'm giving two hundred percent, not no hundred, two hundred, and you are giving me fifty, and this turned into some years that you still want to give me fifty, it's time to go. Yeah, it's time to go because that is when self preservation kicks in. Why? Because I need to be concerned about my mental state, <laughs> not doing something that I probably shouldn't do. Yeah. I like freedom. Yeah. So, I, it, it's time for me to move on, go away, <laughs> and then and start to and, and and that's how that would work. <laughs> Hence, this is where my sisters and them taught me that lesson: stop giving, 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 and people just take, take, take. Yep. No, they not giving you just as much as you giving them. No, 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 no. <laughs> this time, go bye bye. So you all welcome, welcome, mom. Thank you for joining us. My mom is actually in here. And right. her and her husband has been together for a long time too. So, Mom, I asked the question, "What?" Huh? Yeah, Vente. That's Vente. Okay. That's my cousin. Um, we was the question was, "What has helped to make your relationship last a long time?" So, each one of us that have had the long term relationship were stepping in and making a statement. And giving some advice on what made our, what made our relationships work. So, 
give us some pointers on what made your relationship work for so long? <laughs> audio just went off. Can you hear me, Mom? She just waved. <laughs> she just waved. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask her to give me a Yep, she's saying it. That is so crazy. Excuse me while I walk around the house. I'm doing oh, my, hey. do my chores. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. So gotta, another, gotta. Thing, another thing that can be added to what my wife was saying is, what Rodney was saying too, is that in the in the relationship, some of the other things that we need to be mindful of is we need to be mindful of um, being able to compromise because without compromise, you know, you got to understand that everyone has a tolerance level, but are there some things that, that she'll do or that I would do that can be tolerated or cannot be tolerated? Or is there a way for us to come together and say, Hey, now that I understand your point of view, let's compromise. Let's see what we can do to work through this. And as long as we're able to work through things, that also helps to, to create the longevity in the relationship, keep the, the lines of communication open, and to keep peace. Because <laughs> that's one thing that a lot of relationships don't have is peace. And you have to keep the peace in the relationship. Back to, back to the initial topic, do you guys yeah. voice yeah. what's going on inside to your significant other, wife, girlfriend, whatever? Do, do y'all voice or or let me read. Why is it so hard for you all to do that? That's, that's, that's the question. Because you're more than capable of doing it, but why is it so hard to do it? Well, I would say, speaking from experience, that um, a lot of times... Um, we have a an issue with speaking it because let's say that okay like for example with you i've been with you it's been a long time it's been it's been more than it's been more than 25 years so all this time that we've actually been together has been great but in previous relationships carrying baggage sometimes causes a problem because we brought brought our baggage from the previous relationship into this relationship, what I thought would happen in the previous relationship, I'm bringing it over here thinking that that same thing may happen. Maybe like, like take for example, in a previous relationship, whichever one it was, I was able to, I was not able to go to my companion and say, hey, this young lady said something to me and it made me think about something without that turning into an argument. Oh, was, was you trying to talk to her? Was you, was y'all trying to get together? Was she trying to, like, hold on. That, it had nothing to do with any of that. But then, I mean, I'm not that type of person. I'm not saying that this is what I've done, but I do know guys who have actually done that. So they've actually taken that and they would not talk to the next woman that they get with not even giving her a chance to say, hey, 
I'm not like the person that you were that you was with in the past. I'm this way. But how do you know what way she is if you're not communicating with her? How do you know if she's that jealous type or she's that type that just take something and turn it into something else? And the same thing with guys. We got we we all have those issues sometimes. And you can't just blame it on the female and say she's the only one that's like that because there are guys out here that are just the same. It's no different. See, it's that guard. Mm -hmm. I think everybody goes into a relationship with a certain level of guard up, which which is, I guess, kind of good because you're not for sure, like 100%. So you kind of test in to see the flow of how everything is going to go. That's fine. But I would think maybe after six months, you pretty much know how that flow is going to go. That's that's that to me. I think six months is a good enough time frame for you to know whether or not you could actually open up to a person or not. Right. So Pat, let me ask you. Um in past relationships, are those some issues that you yourself have actually dealt with coming from yourself to to the guy or vice versa? Is there some things that's ever happened with you? I've always been an open person. What you see is what you get. There and you <laughs> and so because I have always been gonna be 100 percent authentic, so you know what you're getting. So yeah. if I'm a little crazy, you're gonna know I'm a little crazy. If you know I'm a little moody, you're gonna know I'm a little moody because we need to show each other who we are so we won't have no false representations of each other. Mm -hmm. Well, if that was returned, a lot of times, you know. I was like, man, I believe people should live together first because you never know what you have until you live with it first. Because a lot of times people will fake who they are and they only can fake so long when you're living in a household. Because when you're not living in a household together, it's easy. You're traveling up and down the highway. All you got to do is be good for this amount of time until you say I do and you can do that for years. But you don't know someone until you live with them. And, and I have always been, once I'm in, I'm in. And it takes me a long time to get out because I will over-communicate. I will say the same thing over and over in different phrases because I'm really trying to get you to understand. Because before I tap out, I got to know that I tapped in every resource that I could do. Mm -hmm. So when it's over, I don't have any threat because I don't want to be, I should have did this. Oh, well, I should have did that. I should have let my pride down. I should have let my guard down. I should have just risked crying and being hurt. Mm. Well, you go through all those things, you don't have regrets in the end. And I don't even regret even letting a person in because now it's, of course, you regret at the beginning because you're going through so much hurt and pain. And I was listening to Rodney say um, these young people, it's not these young folks, it's these old people too yeah. who's not <laughs> who's supposed to be teaching younger and it's not because they're not doing it so therefore if the if the if the older is not teaching the younger then how do we do that how do how do we allow that to happen so have more more sessions like this yeah we definitely and need to bring in so more people diverse age groups yeah things like this going on we could just get it flowing out there. Yeah, that's that's the best way you can do it. It's not always the. I mean, I um, 
I was sitting down and I was talking to this this young person, mm -hmm. and they some more knowledge better than an older person. <laughs> and it's really it it is about where they're at mentally. Mm -hmm. If they're mentally maturity, but if they just the old cat just still trying to hang and trying to be that trying to be that man, then they're never going to establish nothing because it's their way of the highway and it's all about them. But then yeah. you'll meet a younger brother who is established and want a relationship, but you figure, oh, you too young to know what you want. But what you say about that old cat who still don't know what they want, yeah. but in your life, and you made life-altering changes, and you got to start your life back over. Well, see, one of the things, too, that we, as a as a whole, I mean, it doesn't matter which age group we in, we have to stop um, putting that age on maturity, because... Yes. Young people can be just as mature, if not more mature, than the people that's older. So we have to start putting the age on maturity. You know what I'm saying? Once we once we realize that um, your background, that's what's important. You know what I'm saying? Where you came from dictates the type of person that you molded yourself to be. You know what I'm saying? Where my wife came from dictates the type of person that she was molded to be. So when we look at that, and we understand a person's background and where they came from, that also gives us insight as the type of person that we're dealing with, whether this person has dealt with things that made them mature early or whether this other person has dealt with things that made them mature way later or some people just don't mature at all. Yeah. yeah. So when we stop putting a label on it, yeah. we better off. Yeah, I know young men who had to be a father to their siblings in middle school and they begin to mature in high school. And we have the older men who are not even taking care of their kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is true. That is so true. You have a bunch of guys who are not taking care of their children and it's not even, it's not even about the age. It's just no. about having that sense of responsibility. You know, some people have that sense of responsibility. Then you have others that don't have a sense of responsibility. And why is that? A lot of times it's because it wasn't taught. And then the other one, another time is because sometimes they were being taught these things, but they are so into themselves or into their own thing that they're not paying attention to what's being taught to them. And then when life teaches them a lesson, then now, you know, they felt like the whole world is putting the weight on their shoulders. And why should you feel that way? You're not only not being fair to yourself, but you're also being unfair to your offsprings because you brought these children out here into this world. And as a responsible man, you have to have some sense or some form of maturity that's gonna put you in a position to where you yourself can have a family and understand what it means to have a family and be responsible responsible enough to take care, provide, and protect that family along with your counterpart, not just you. You don't you don't do everything and don't get that in your head that you do everything. You don't do everything. You do some part. You do your part and your counterpart does her part. So we have to stop doing that, this oneness thing, because that's ego. And the ego will destroy you faster than you can even have a relationship in the first place with anybody, friends, companion, 
um, a work relationship, that ego would destroy you. We have to let all these things go. We have to. If I can add on to that, um, yellow, yeah, yeah, yellow. Please. Um, the, the uniqueness of this is time. Um, it takes time for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's why I'm such a time lord geek here. I'm a Doctor <laughs> Who guy. <laughs> <laughs> but the but but the uniqueness of time is that you have to take time to do all these things. You know, just like you take time to get up in the morning and get dressed and go to work. You have to take time to uh say hello, how you doing? How's everything? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. All that takes time. Um with relationships, whether it's your significant or with family. I still reach out to family in a way to where I don't need to know everything. Mm. I just want to know that you're doing all right. That's it. That's it. Hello, how you doing? It's like it's like the old saying, duck your head. You know how you walk in, duck your head in the door? Yeah. Just saying, hey, yeah. you good? All right, I'm out of here. Um, time, time is of the essence, as, as they say. And that's the uniqueness of this. Yeah. I feel you on that. I feel you on that, Sam, definitely. <laughs> What's up, Mom? We can hear you moving back there. <laughs> I, I can hear you now. I couldn't hear you before because I didn't know <laughs> Everybody, this is my mom. This Miss Estes. Miss BB Estes. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Good, Miss Davis. How are you? I was trying to get in so I could hurry up and hook it up and I was looking at the clock I said it's almost 3 o'clock <laughs> and my husband Lord knows he got to stop everywhere he got to do this and do Come on, man when you come on <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> tell Joe stop doing all that stuff you know we got we got a conversation to hold up here <laughs> Yeah, and today your sister's birthday. Yeah. She don't feel good. Yeah. So it's a party today, huh? She don't feel good. The baby don't feel good. Oh wow. Come right back in the hospital and Oh my goodness. And that it's been it's been a day, but God's will, I'm still here. Hey, hey, you gotta make it do what it do. So you gotta do what it do. Tell us some of the things that that help your relationship last as long as it did. Because you and Joe have been together since since the, <laughs> since dirt <laughs> been together the whole time. Shut your ass up, boy. Uh oh, gonna talk smack. You ain't even showing the video. You wrong for that. I'm a pussy. It got, it, it got to be love. It got to be love. It's got to be love. I, it got to be love. You know, I I went and I prayed and I asked God why I can't leave this man. I don't know for the likes of me why I can't leave this man. <laughs> I done had different boyfriends and done left him and thought nothing of it. <laughs> Some some keeping you out there. Bye guys. Bye. 
You you better stay out of this uh two pairs. <laughs> Shut up, grandma. Okay. All right. Oh, I can't wait to get my hands on you. Yes. Be down. Them them fighting words where I grew up on that. You couldn't say that. Yeah, exactly. And you still know you got one coming, right? Exactly. Look, look at my face. Look at my face. Take a good look at my face, because that's the only thing you're gonna be remembering from now on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I kind of, when I met my husband, I wasn't in love with him. I lusted him. I didn't, I wasn't in love with him. I liked him a lot. And as the years went on, we started adopting children because Lord knows I wasn't finna have no more babies. Hell no. <laughs> And and one day me and Comrade were sitting in the hospital waiting on him to have because he was on dialysis at the time. Mm -hmm. And waiting on him to have just that simple procedure, put the, the little graph in his arm. Mm -hmm. And me and Comrade was went down to get us something to eat. And I heard cold blue, cold blue. Comrade looked at me and I looked at him. I said, That's your daddy. He said, Mama. Uh, and I ain't say nothing else after that. We got finished and we went on our way up to his room. And the doctor was meeting me up there. And he said, I don't know what happened. He said, we went to do the procedure. When they gave him the anesthesia, it's hard to stop. They discovered he can't take anesthesia. So something just like a little voice came to me and I was like, man, I really didn't realize I do love this man. And it, it hurt me so bad, but I, I, you know, I felt like God was protecting him anyway and he wasn't gonna let him go nowhere. I said, God, you just gave him to me. I know you're not gonna take him from me now. Got back up there, they, they had put him on some medicine that made him sleep, and he couldn't do anything. Well, I was changing diapers and washing butt and thought I had another baby all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but that, at that moment, I really realized how much I loved that man. And I've been with that little baboon ass, oh, excuse my language. 36 years this year. Okay. <laughs> 36 years. I ain't nothing with no man that damn long. <laughs> what, what, what it is? What it is? What the problem? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that don't sound like a problem. That sounds like you finally found a solution. <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> oh. Damn, now I ain't, you know what? I ain't even got to figure that one out, though, bro. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> but, it, you know, seriously, if something goes on in your life and you don't realize it until the last minute when some, when you hear that little boy speaking to you, listen to it. 
because it's telling it's giving you an answer to something that you really wanted to know anyway. Yeah. And I just really wanted to know the answer. I say, oh, that's what it is. I do love that nigga, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 so, fellas, tell me something. Um, what was the breaking point in your life where you decided, like, hey, when I get with this woman, the one that you with now, I'm going to do things differently. What made you get to that point? That's a good question. <laughs> Come on, gentlemen, let's speak up. Come on, Sam. Come on, Rodney. It took, okay. so it took, it, it took a lot of events. The heartbreak of being cheated on by my first wife. So, and... I said, the next woman is not going to do that to me. I'm going to choose right. And I did. So, and because I deserved better and I wasn't going to compromise my, my lifestyle choices for another cheating woman. So, no, that's right. That's a blessing. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> Come on, yeah, Sam, what you actually, got? Uh, yeah, I'm echoing uh, what Rodney just mentioned because I'm actually married for the second time myself. And uh, learning the lessons from the first, first, first relationship, and not incorporating or repeating the same in the in your current was was the biggest lesson for me. And and man, you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you, we don't live in a perfect world. Even yes. though we've always been taught that we should be as perfect as possible, but there's no such thing as perfection. I will be the first to tell you, I've done a lot of things I would have to regret. <laughs> and had to pay for it down the line. Yeah. And, but at the same time, I still believe in, and I still have a faith that I believe in to where there are things that, that are forgiven, but yet I'm not the one to be the judge of that. That time will come when it comes. Yeah. Um, the uniqueness of, of life is is to live it, but also to learn from it at the same time. Yes. And I came up from many influences, both sets of grandparents, my parents who were who were divorced during my entire upbringing, and also I I I grew up around a lot of different influence of people from aunts and uncles who were like my siblings because we were so close in age mm -hmm. to 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 individuals who were like mentors just just growing up, mm -hmm. and yet I still went out there and made some of the same mistakes. I still went out there and did some of the same crazy stuff. <laughs> you couldn't be a human being if you didn't go through that to, to learn from your mistakes. That's yep, indeed, you got to learn from your mistakes. So um, and, uh, to say my part, for me, my my turning point was, was in relations to yours and Rodney Sam, the whole being in a relationship in the past I would say for me, I started at the age of 21 where I, I said that from this point on, any relationship that I got into was going to be a monogamous relationship. And it was tough because I felt like some of the things that I did in my past, I was actually paying for in those previous relationships. And then I had to actually take a break. I literally not dated anybody 
no nothing, did nothing for two years straight and just took that time out to myself. And when I took that time out to myself, it was one of the best things that I could have possibly did in my entire life. It was one of the best decisions that I had ever made because that gave me time to get to know who I am. And even at that time, being as young as I was, I finally realized that, man, it was a lot of things about myself that I didn't know. I didn't even realize there were certain things that I would do that would probably <laughs> cause a problem in a relationship. But when I finally came to that realization, I say, okay, here's what I'm going to do differently. And I kind of like mentally created a resume in my head for all of my likes and dislikes from my previous relationships and all of my likes and dislikes that I realized about myself. I kind of put all those things together. Once I put those things together, moving forward, I was finally able to understand like, man, now I know what I want. And I started looking into relationships and then I started learning about building relationships and not just relationships with um, couples, but also relationships between male and female because, you know, male and female, we kind of like speak a different language, but that's another <laughs> topic. <laughs> but um, <laughs> once I started learning more about that, then it really opened my eyes up to understanding what I really wanted out of a relationship. So I started learning about soulmates. <laughs> <laughs> this one right here is my soulmate. <laughs> so <laughs> I started learning about soulmates, um, life partners, um, twin, flames. twin flames. Like I started learning about these things. When I did that, fellas, I'm going to tell you something. That along with learning how women use silent communication that opened my eyes up to a whole nother world my my life has been totally different now since I learned those things back then you know what I'm saying so that being said for my ladies here all of you all yeah. what would be your counter to help us be better men to the things that we just answered? What would be your counter? Well, see, it would, if I'm speaking from a personal perspective, yeah, you know how I hate to repeat myself. <laughs> don't make your woman have to repeat to you the same thing over and over again. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Because that, and she got to do that more than twice the same thing, and it gets to that third one, that implies that you ignoring her. <laughs> or either you just not trying to hear what she got to say. Yeah. So that's y'all silent communication right there. Y'all turn that deaf ear on, act like, oh, jeans. Oh, what? I hear you. Yeah, you heard. If I had to say it three, yo, you heard. So don't, don't make her do that. Make us want to ring y'all neck when y'all do that. Um, secondly, don't tell her, or should I say, don't give a specific time that you are going to do something. <laughs> And then she's sitting there waiting on y'all to, to wait on you to, to, to get yourself ready and get your, or you finish going on playing ball with your guy friends over there. Then she got to wait for you to come back home. You got to get in the shower, put your clothes up. When you do, you the one. 
Right oh my God. Yes. Don't do that. That's just that's just plain First time I ever brought my wife flowers, she said, "What the hell you bring me these for? They're gonna be dead in three days. You done wasted, wasted thirty something dollars." You know, I, you know. I, I, on that level, I can I can get with your wife because for a minute when he would do it, I, I was because I'm a flower person. I love flowers, but after a while, I would tell him, "You know what? Stop wasting. They're gonna die. So just stop yeah. wasting money. Don't don't get the flowers. If if you gonna give me give me a plant that I constantly see grow." You know, something that's, actually we have, rose, we, we have roses in the yard, so that yeah, way. Yeah, there you go. I, See, they're always coming back. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that equates to the giving of the flowers. And every time she looks at them roses, she goes, no, this is when he bought me these flowers. Yep. yep, that right there, I can look at this all the time. Like, that that ain't going nowhere. So, I mean, it's just little things. It's the little things that women look for. Y'all think... A woman want all these expensive dinners and she got to get her hair in there. Now, only a selfish woman going to say, yeah. yeah, I got to get my hair and my nails done and I need me. Now, see, she, that's a materialistic individual. A real woman, she just want, like you said, a back rub, foot massage, mm -hmm. maybe run a bubble bath, maybe cook a dinner, have some dinner ready for her. Like, yeah, clean your bathroom. Switch you clean that bathroom for her once a week. Ooh, she's happy as hell. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I already got the I, I, every Sunday is bubble bath time for her. So you know, I I scrubbed that 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 uh bathtub shower out like crazy, and and the the sink and the toilet and everything get it all perfectly shiny, clean. Get the candles ready and the bath bombs yeah. ready. So yeah. when she gets home. She could just lay, relax, and chill and drink her beer. <laughs> See, I do the cleaning throughout the week. I do some some cleaning throughout the week, but most of the time for her, she gets like the the full body massages or the massages yeah. wherever she's in pain and things of that nature. Most of the time, she get that. But then I I feel blessed because one of my cousins is a professional masseuse, and as he was going to school, I was learning from him. So I didn't have to go to school for it because he did it for me. Wow. That's gonna appreciate <laughs> the basic simple things as opposed to the extravagant expensive thing. Because let's face it, anybody could go out and buy an expensive anything. But when you actually giving her small tokens and this, that means you actually put some thought into it. 
Yeah, hell yeah. You know, that's really coming from you. You're not just giving it to her just to appease her. It's actually coming from you. So she's going to appreciate that a lot more. Yeah. What's your counter, Pat? Come on, Pat. <laughs> Mine is, is, and I'm just talking personal, and most women are like this, is hear me. When I'm telling you what's wrong, don't assume I'm talking about something. <laughs> what I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm trying to communicate to you what's wrong with me. Listen to me. And another one that I, that was one of the destructive things that helped destroy is our marriage is the fact that I said, I want you. Mm. And never give me them. Yep. I'm made woman I can buy me whatever I want and I am that type of woman I like my nails done I like my hair done but I needed you and if I'm not getting you then I could have just stayed by myself what I want from you is what I can't do for myself and if I just want you and I'm telling you I want you and you give me you and then when you then you realize you never even had that person yeah 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 they made you think that you had them but you don't realize you have you never had them until now you're living up under one roof and then time begins to pass and you're saying the same thing and you're repeating the same thing and never make a woman beg or feel like they have to jump through hoops to feel like this is what they're trying to compromise with when it was just a setup from the beginning. And see, I'm coming from a whole different perspective. Like I'm coming from an unhealthy relationship. These women are coming from healthy relationships mm -hmm. because I like the balance that we're getting. We're getting both. I can say the same thing, but it's so yes. much. Yes. Huh? We yes. get both sides of the yes. <laughs> Compare and contrast. And that's, that's very important. That way you have an overall understanding of both sides yeah. and, and what damage can actually happen if those simple things are not communicated yeah. or done. Feeling is to realize when you, when you get married for the right reasons and then you realize that person is never going to give you them mm -hmm. and you, that you're in a marriage by yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. I've been in that. Don't girl, you if you need to do that, you do that. <laughs> I have been in that situation that you're talking about before. I have been in that situation. And and this person was like my first love, my my 14 years old, my first father to my children. So in my mind, I'm thinking, I have to deal with this bad because I have children with this bad. I want my kids to grow up mother father you know so you 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 accepting what you normally wouldn't accept if you the children were not in the equation but you're accepting it because you trying your hardest to make this work you are trying you're trying to try and and as the years went through I, I i started to become resentful because i looked at him like okay you're making me go against my true self because my true self would not have allowed this at all but you, you having me, I'm going against my true self because of my children, because I want to make this work. And, and you're not putting in any type of effort to help out in this. So it's like, home. yeah, exactly. So it's, 
as much as you try to prevent it, you, you try and you try and you try. But it's like, if you're not getting that same in return, it, it builds up resentment. And then that resentment turns into anger. And and it was a lot. It was a lot of anger, particularly on my part, because I I, I get angry like really quick. And, and it's like after a while, I don't care what comes out of my mouth. I don't care what I say to you. I don't care how it comes out. And I will tell you in your face, if I said it, that means I meant it. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to do any of that. Why? Because this is the mental state that you have driven me to. This is where you put me. And it, it's like, after a while, you think, okay, this is toxic. I got to I got to go. And I had to learn, even in this, you know, we say compromise. Mm -hmm. But I had to learn, because I've been married more than once. And mm -hmm. I want I never want no one to know who I am talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. That I used to compromise so much, I was no longer compromising. I was throwing away my identity. Exactly. So, Losing yourself. Yeah. So yeah. there's a there's a mark where there's compromising and you're losing yourself. Those are two different things. Exactly. And I never want exactly. to feel like they're compromising. Compromising is not losing who you are to make that person feel good about themselves or to exactly. give that person what they need. Because anytime, oh, thank you, Jesus. Anytime that you end up with a broken person and you whole, they will, they will sift you like wheat, pull this life out of you, and yeah. you're trying to admit our nurturers. Yes. And if we're nurture the situation and before we look at it we have been sucked dry and we're left there for dead and yeah. see that's my zodiac so i'm a nurturer by nature i'm, I'm a born no nurturer and when it was you know turned out that person had a mental illness bipolar but you don't want to help yourself so you think mm -hmm. i'm supposed to keep going through the up and down but you're not willing to help you know what you <laughs> need to do to help not just yourself but us as a whole but you you don't want to do that because you feel like that don't make you look like a man. Like what? Yeah. A, a lot of people have problems with that, with the depression, all especially military men. Because and he, and he was, was a military but, man. But the thing is, if you see where it's causing harm, not only mm -hmm. in your relationship, but as in your family as a whole, and <laughs> dynamically, why would you not take that I, tiny pill that they're telling you all oh, you just exactly, you have to do? But it takes a man a whole lot longer to get over that. Wow. I'm not, I'm not less than a person because I let my PTSD and my mental illness mess with me for many, many, many years that I never got help. And it wasn't until my wife finally said, you know what? You need help. We got to get you help. We have to start getting you help. And I didn't really take it seriously till then. And, to, when, and I started doing group chats with other veterans and stuff. It's not weak to speak up. It's actually brave. Exactly. You know, exactly. because it takes a lot of heart to let yourself out there, to let other people know what you went through, how you've been through, you know. And I couldn't tell my wife a lot of things that happened to me because it. I didn't want her to look at me like I was less than a man. And a lot see, of... That was an assumption. You don't exactly. Know if you don't say, you know, yeah. that's an assumption. Same thing you mentioned. Yeah. yeah. And so, but until I, until I learned through therapy, I didn't know 
that it was okay to talk and discuss that with your wife, you know? I hate it, you know, because like a disease, like alcoholism or anything else, a disease, you don't want it to detract from your relationship and bring you down and make you feel lesser of a person yeah. and, your, and your significant spouse's eyes, especially when that person is your everything, you know? You don't want to disappoint them, you know? You... I mean, I, I tried to be as supportive as I could. I mean, I even actually got him admitted into that's good. That's good. But he didn't say. He he yeah. refused the help. Refused. Some, and I'm just yeah. like, are you cannot be serious right now? What? Because there's, there's you know what? You know about. what? I'm sorry. Because in his mind. It was nothing really wrong with wrong. him. Yeah, that he was definitely in denial. He could not see the problem. He yeah. could not see it. He couldn't yeah. see it. Yeah. My and, husband and like it, 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 it takes to hit rock bottom to finally see it. And, you know, it might come to that one day where he tries to commit suicide, and then he'll come back and say, thank you. He did you. do that. You know, yeah. he did do that. He did. And you know what? When the police came to take him, the police officer who was there he even told him he was like, I have bipolar. He went in, this man went in his pocket, pulled out the pill that he take for his bipolar. He told him, I don't feel like I'm less than a man. He was like, this allows me to do my job. This yeah. allows me to be around my family. This this little pill right here is what helps me get through the day without yeah. having the ups and downs. I mean, so many people have tried, had tried to help him in so many aspects, but he just really yeah. refused the help and it's like the more he went through the manic and then the depression and then the manic then the it was like a freaking yeah. roller coaster ride coaster. Like, I, I can't keep doing this and i'm yeah. getting off this ride because yeah. you're not even attempting to help i've seen yeah. you attempted you're not even you and the drive you, you, it drives you up the wall yes yes and that's what i said the, the resentment and i just i just couldn't do it no more and i you know i i was never one to turn my back on anybody that needed help but at a certain yeah. point in time i gotta make sure that i'm okay because i have babies that i have to make sure that yeah. they're okay mm -hmm. so you know you're a grown yes. man i can't you i'm not your mom there's only so much i can do and if you keep pushing my hand away pushing my hand away pushing, okay then i'm gonna throw my hands up and say deuces to you because i'm not gonna keep doing this yeah i'm not yeah so gentlemen let me ask you something let me ask you something um because we're on the topic about communication wait 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 hold up hold up let me say this okay my son know that my husband took me there Wait, the same place you was talking about, Stephanie. <laughs> I used to call my son, and I used to cry on the phone to my son about different situations just like that. Mm -hmm. And he would say, Ma, I understand what you're saying. That comforted me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It made me feel more of me than trying to be somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's just lucky that I'm, I have a strong mental mind, or I probably <laughs> would have been in the room next to him at the cycle, you know, in the cycle, because that's <laughs> what I, I dealt with. Exactly. <laughs> the unique, the unique part of, the unique part about myself was I was diagnosed with anxiety, depression back in um, 
December of 2003. Mm-hmm. And when I met my current wife, she knew that from 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 the jump because she met me in my pretty much during my darkest hour of dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, if it, and maybe that was just a godsend for for things to happen like it did when we started um, um, dating each other. Uh, but in in a lot of ways, it saved me mm-hmm. because I was coming off of a very uh, toxic, toxic situation um, prior to her, and to, to deal with a toxic relationship plus depression, it's not a good concoction to deal with. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I, uh, I've seen it. I, a, I haven't experienced, but my sister has. The, the, just the, you know, the top, the, the the tolerance of dealing with somebody with those kind of problems is tricky because it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to transport people. Uh, I used to be a Medicare driver here in, here in Chicago. Did it for a good 25, 26 years up until the pandemic happened. And I've transported them as young as six and as young as 106 and with every health ailment known to man, mm-hmm. from the mental to the physical to you name it. And I tell you something, if there was one thing I learned about health, it was through that job. Uh, it taught me how to take care of my own self health-wise if nobody else will. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still see a psychologist to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the talk therapy has actually worked. Tried meds a long time ago. It turned me into a zombie. I'm like, uh-uh. Two, 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 taking pills twice, it, I can't live like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not for everybody. But but at the same time, going back to the communication factor of all this is uh you got another person to worry about here. Mm-hmm. You worry you worry about the reaction, you worried about what they're gonna think of you. You right. worry uh if they're gonna still be with you. Uh Miss Beverly, I'm sure you can relate to this. This was something I grew up hearing from my own mother. My own mother, even though she has two sons. She always told everybody she raised two men. She didn't raise two boys. And, 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 and the uniqueness of that sometimes, that they may sound great, but there are some imperfections that comes along with that. Yeah. And, and that's where you have all the other unique influences that you have to contend with growing up. Yeah. Um, my daughter, I have one daughter, she's 27 living in, in Milwaukee now and with her partner and everything. But when she was growing up, the one thing I've always learned raising her, and this was just through my experience, is that she's going to see things and hear things when she walk out that door every day that I may not necessarily agree to or abide to, but yeah. she knows when she walk in the house, she knows what's expected of her as long as she's under our roof. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of how I was brought up whether I was living with my parents or living with my grandparents, there was an expectation that you still had to adhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you lose yourself trying to adhere to all those different rules and regulations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Been that, done that. Been that, done that. And, I did and, exactly um, saying. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, funny thing, Miss Beverly, uh, growing up with your son and Wendell Phillips uh, <laughs> was, was, was quite unique because we used to kind of we used to we used to speak to each other. We used to kind of pass by, yo, what's up, what's up, and then we yeah. just running from one end of the building to the to the next building because our classes was so spread apart in that mile long school that we call Wendell Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny and what's funny about friendships, going back to the friendship part of it, yeah, you gotta watch who you call your friends out here. Yeah. Um <laughs> I myself have been in 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 sync with a lot of friends from high school. They're all different. <laughs> They're all going through something. They're all trying to do their own thing. Sometimes I have to back up from my own best friends. Because of some of the things they're doing, because it's not me, it's not fit for me and my wife. It's not yeah. necessarily uh, something that you want to dive into and say it's okay. Some some yeah. things are just not okay like that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do what's conducive to the lifestyle that you're living now, right. and being in a relationship with someone. It's not just your lifestyle anymore. This this is our lifestyle now. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. It's not just when it, it's not just the person who I'm in the relationship with is whoever she brought along with her, meaning her children, the the grandbabies, and then whoever I brought along with me, my children, and those grandbabies. You know what I'm saying? So it, this this a whole posse. We got to look out for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta look out for everybody, and and especially as a man, we're so quick to say, "Hey, fellas, won't you come over to the crib and hang out with me for a little bit?" But right, did you before you said that, "Hey, fellas, let's hang out for a little bit"? Did you think about, okay, does she feel like being bothered? <laughs> How do you look at them grandchildren? How are they gonna look at your your children? You know what I'm saying? Because you got some sick minded individuals out here. You gotta watch out for everybody. I don't give a damn how long you've been knowing them. You gotta watch out. And, and it's 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 <laughs> it's tripped out because sometimes it could be your own you could be your own family. Yeah. That you yeah. have to consider that in that in that in that box too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a it's a whole lifestyle now. It's not just a, it's not just you know something that you know about now. This is a whole lifestyle. You you don't just know about it now. You live in it. You you walking the walk and talking the talk. Now you got to actually put yourself out there and say, man, yeah, I want my, me and my fellas to hang out. But now let's go hang out somewhere on the outside. We're not hanging out in my crib. We're going to go somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of a good idea for that in, or for me because I got kind of like OCD and, and I don't like stuff out of place. I don't like mess. So Ooh. I get like irritated. Tell yeah, me about it. It, it makes me like <laughs> cringe and then I, I need a steak eye because I'm like, okay, you ain't using no cup Like, look, you finna put a ring on my... No, no, no. And so I tell him, like, would you, would you like, like not do that? Like, you know, <laughs> y'all can go out, you know, go, go, go to a restaurant, like, have lunch or dinner. So, you know, or if you're going to do it, let me know in advance so I'll be prepared. Not just mentally, but, you know, 
make sure I got the cup holders in place so everybody can like give me a heads up. I'm I'm not I don't like the surprise pop up. I I don't, I don't like that. Because then when I open the door, I'm just gonna look at you yeah. like, what you doing here? Right, right. One, one thing about that, it goes back to it goes back to partnerships. Um, I, I consider myself and my wife uh, partners in this game, not just 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 husband and wife, but partners. Mm -hmm. Where where everything is fifty fifty, every everything is to where we have our freedoms, because there's no such thing as anybody owning anybody. Exactly. 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 Uh, it it kind of goes back to that old school mentality to where there was a time where, you know, you own everything and th there was no questions asked. Um, so the, the, we we kind of do everything, you know, right pretty much down the middle. You know, if she want to go out and hang out, same way with me, you know, we let each other know. Okay, I'm going with so and so. I'm hanging out here. I'm taking this party out. You know, don't look for me. Okay, you know, mm -hmm. communication. Yeah, real simple. I ain't finna do all that no more. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. <laughs> going out. I'll be back when I get ready to. I've always been like that. I don't hey sam you brought up an interesting thing because one of the things that you said when you mentioned 50 50 it's also one of the things that i do when i when i'm doing my mentoring with some of the young people because they they don't understand when some of the more mature people say 50 50 they they look at it in one way but then even some of the mature people don't really understand this either but i'm gonna break it down for you yeah. <laughs> so for me when i say 50 50 we're 50 50 but to add to add to that 50 50 what i'm also looking at is whatever she brings to the table you know what i'm saying if she's more dominant in a situation than I am, then guess who? Guess who's taking the lead at that point? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. She gonna take mm -hmm. the lead at that point. I'm gonna sit back and I'm just gonna have her back. As simple as that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have her back. But a lot of guys tend to think that if she takes the lead, then now I look bad. That's or, not true. Or, or you trying to order? Right. Trying or she's trying to, to outdo you? In a like what? I'm gonna tell you something. It's That's the last true. thing. That's not how that works. <laughs> right. It's the last thing I want to do because if, if she's better at something than, if she's better at doing something than I am, believe me, I'm gonna take her advice on it. My <laughs> wife actually taught me how to be the grill master that she turned out to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's taught. She's taught. She's taught me some things. About 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 different things, you know, handling the house that I didn't know growing up, which 
Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's weird in its own right, but guess what? She grew up in a house to where her father used to have her out there in the in the garage with him. Yeah. Nailing something. Oh, I know. I was right there. I was right uh, there. Uh, doing all across the street. <laughs> <laughs> um, she'd be the first to tell you that she she grew she grew up right there on Thirty Fifth and Wells. Yeah. And she was doing more than just 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 being a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, like that's what he and, asked me. He was like, when he noticed that I smashed a bug with my hand, no problem, pick it up. Like he's like, oh, you know how the girl, girl, please. I've been killing bugs since forever. I ain't afraid to get in the mud. I ain't afraid to get under a car, and get grease on me. I ain't afraid to do none of that. And he was like, oh, okay, because because I looked like a girly girl, he thought I was a girly girl. And so he's saying uh, that is so not the case. So- and, and guess what? And guess what? I embrace the fact that she she know a lot of stuff that I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. I do too because I kid you not. Growing, I embrace it because there's no way to be a man. We- <laughs> right. But then her uncle <laughs> saw something different, and she was seeing the things that that I would do, and she would mention the things that her uncles did, and I learned from that. I'm not afraid to say I learned from that. My, gr- <laughs> my great uncles, they were the father figures in my life because my father, my father was just not around. Um, but they were the front and center of the male role model in my life. So I would look at he reminds me like what he does. It reminds me a lot of my grandfather as far as being responsible and you know, me, I don't even really have to say it. He'll already be getting ready to do it if not have done it. And it's like, it's like a weight. Like, obviously, like, you ain't got to constantly keep saying, hey, can, uh, did you remember to do da 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 Oh, hey, hey, don't you remember I asked you to do da da You know, I don't never have to say that. And it's like, I don't have to worry about him messing up bill money or, or throwing it away on something stupid or, you know, I don't have to, I don't have that worry. And that in itself is like pretty liberating for me, at least. And because I I had I had to stop working due to medical condition. But um when I had to do that, that was hard for me. I've always been an independent, very sometimes too independent person. So it took me a minute to get used to that. Having to rely, and I even hate saying that word now rely on another person to help me with certain things and it's like he would tell me why we if we're together we're together i'm supposed to we're partners like what you can't do i'm supposed to do and vice versa and it took that a while to get into my head and then finally i just went on ahead threw my hands up and said okay i can't even i can't win this is the person that won't argue with me literally we have literally never had not one argument ever 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 did not tell y'all ever 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 and it's so frustrating it is so i mean i know that might sound kind of strange but we have literally i mean not even a baby argument like not a baby and i was i remember telling him a long time ago i'm gonna get you to argue with me one of these days, I'm going to find something just for you to argue with me. That's why I get my argument. He was like, you just want, he was like, okay. 
Good luck with that. You, I'm never going to argue with you. And he literally, to this day, has not argued with me. If he see what but, I'm getting fussy about, coming around, what? he ain't just looking at me like, what? okay. You know what? <laughs> he told me him and his sisters and brothers have said, we have never heard you and daddy argue. I say, and you won't. Okay, so that's why he got that vote? Because he chose to not argue. I mean, I have tried. I don't try to be petty, messy, all that. But he just, it, it won't happen. It will not. It's like, okay, something must be wrong with me, then, for me to keep on trying to get this man arguing. What'd you say, Pat? What'd you say? By yourself. The one way to kill an argument is don't indulge. That is so true. You know, that is so true because I do. I literally feel like that's what I'm doing. You can't kill a woman arguing, so it ain't no need trying. And he won't do it. He, I, Even if I'm just busting up a storm, he'll just look at me and be like, you done? You okay? Okay, I wish. <laughs> and then he'll go back and start doing everything. And then that don't do nothing make me more mad because I'm like, oh, not giving me no reaction. I'm trying. I'm trying to so hard. I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Nope, still ain't never happened. Still never happened. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're so not fun. <laughs> I know my mother keeps calling, and I'm not for sure what's going on. Okay. But I didn't just want to just jump off here right quick. But I know for her to keep calling me and she know I'm doing something, then there's something that needs my attention. Definitely. Hey. I love you, Miss Pat. Thank you so much for joining us. I see y'all Tuesday. Tuesday. Right. Peace and blessings. Nice meeting you. I see you Wednesday. Okay. I got some I got some new topics too. So be ready. <laughs> Be ready. Oh, you know I stay ready. Come on. <laughs> All right. I can't wait to, to listen to the rest of it. Awesome. Gotcha. Gotcha. Peace and blessings. Bye bye. She is one good lady there. I tell you. Yeah, she cool. She cool in the mug, bro. Real. I remember when she handed handed that that uh, boss that took over for for our girl is is behind because he tried to make me work with a uh, a messed up uh, leg. Yeah, yeah, I remember that too. I definitely said, remember that. But home because you need to go to the hospital. She yeah. said, "I will take care of this," <laughs> and she did too. She put him in his place and, so hard. Because <laughs> I, I I told her I said. I said, if he comes back, I'm not coming back. <laughs> this dude was, he was so ignorant, you know, and I'm sorry, but, you know, when, when you call him, tell him that you're injured, and then he doesn't even call you back, and then he calls you a liar, because he said, oh, you didn't call me. <laughs> Is, excuse me? Mm. Oh, that's when I showed Miss Pat my phone. She's like... Then let me see your phone. Oh, I must have missed it. Yeah, yeah. You missed it, all right. Just like, no. <laughs> because I, I, I drove that morning route with my, my, my leg messed up. Basically, it, it, was, it was a grade four sprain, so it would have been even better if it was fractured or cracked or broken because I couldn't even walk on the dang thing. I had to ride a scooter. <laughs> I remember that, too. I remember that. <laughs> 
I was like, hey, man. So let me ask you, let me ask you gentlemen something. What does silent communication mean to you guys? To me, there's something wrong. Uh, I mean, when both of us are silent, it's usually because something's wrong and we're not discussing it. Maybe one of us is mad and doesn't want to talk right at the beginning right now, you know? Mm -hmm. um, we always give each other time to calm down because you also need time to calm down because you don't want to blow up at your significant other. Exactly. Um, so silence is golden too because mm -hmm. that means you both know that there's something wrong, something needs to be talked about and taken care of, but you respect each other to give each other that time to cool down and reflect mm -hmm. before saying something to make it worse. I, I totally agree with that because that's something I deal with even now, to, even now um, on a regular with uh, the type of jobs that we both work. And she may come home like I say, she could be mad about something and make got nothing to do with you. <laughs> Sometimes I, I I I let her just digress. She tell me later. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna try to make matters any any worse than it yeah. is or, or add on to it. <laughs> um, but I, I you know sometimes you got to be the listener. Sometimes sometimes you got to be the listener. Sometimes you got to be the talker. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a back and forth. Uh, tug of war uh, that, that that we deal with, mm -hmm. and um, I'm good with that. At least there is communication. Exactly. Yeah. So let me say this: for me, when it comes to silent communication, over the years, as I was telling you all, there are some things that I learned about silent communication, and I learned that from the women as well as the research that I did. So understanding that a lot of times when a woman is silent, sometimes she's using her body or her facial expressions or music. She's using something to make you identify and understand what it is that she's doing, that she's going through, or what it is that she's trying to get you to understand. It took me a long time. I didn't know that either. But once I finally started to learn those things, then it made me pay more attention to the woman that I'm dealing with. I tell you, sometimes you would think that a woman is angry when she's not saying anything, but it's not that she's angry. Sometimes she's thinking about something. Sometimes she's trying to process something that she probably was dealing with before she even got with you or before it had anything to do with you. Um, sometimes she's just having some me time, like right in front of you and she just being quiet. So the thing is knowing your counterpart, it helps you to have a better understanding and to have a, a closer relationship with her when you do understand that there's more things about silent communication than what we regularly understand. Because <laughs> it's like sometimes he'll be talking and I, don't, I haven't heard nothing he said because my mind has went in a whole nother, I don't know, <laughs> and when I come back, he like, did you hear nothing I just said? Did you have me like, huh? <laughs> and then he'll be like, oh my goodness. 
He was like, you didn't hear anything after? I was like, I'm sorry. I mean, my body might have been here, but my mind was someplace different. She, she was doing that R. Kelly. My mind's telling me no. Oh, my goodness. No. <laughs> Body. <laughs> it's like because I'm a really I'm a focused person. So if I'm focusing on something, it's like I'll tune everything out around me. Especially when she reading. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's usually when it happens. Yeah, she's reading. Mm. Take myself what? into that this my mind into <laughs> that book where I don't hear anything going on around me. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. And see, I'm like that when it comes to my my poetry. Because when I'm doing my poetry, I'm so focused on that that poem that I'm doing or the multiple poems that I'm doing. Even when I was writing my book, it's like I'm I'm starting on a new book now that I'm writing. Somebody could be talking to me and I literally hear nothing coming into my ears. Only thing that I hear is those scenarios that I'm playing in my head for what I'm writing. That's the only thing I hear. <laughs> that's that's me when I'm I'm drawing or if I'm sitting here playing around with the music or I'm working on working on a couple of projects. Yeah, um, she know Tasha's known that with me was regarding when I work on my family tree. That's something I've been working on the last twelve years. Yeah, and if she's locked on that computer. She's like, uh oh, let me let you go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's like, I'll catch you later. You know, and I'm be like, wait, 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 what's wrong? You know, uh, we've gotten very used to each other with that, cause yeah, um, like I say, that's that's just knowing knowing your partner. That's just yeah. knowing the vibe, knowing yeah. the, the situation in hand. Yeah. Um, um, after a while, it, it's 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 not a it's not a habit. It's just it's just the way things go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because you're not you're not looking at it as it's a it's a burden in the relationship. You're looking at it as okay, let me give you your space because this is that moment that you have it right now. So let me let you have that moment, and then we'll come back together later. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but the worst thing you out. don't want to do, the worst thing you don't want to do, and, and I'm guilty of this, is she can be telling me some things, saying some things to me, and I. She think I'm listening. I'm not listening. I fool around and say I heard everything, oh. and then I find myself <laughs> uh-uh. going back. <laughs> and, and, and and it's nothing inadvertent, or, 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 or you know, it's not by accident. It sometimes it's good like that, you know. But it's but messy I, though. It's messy, Sam. It, it's messy. It can. It can. It can. And I know yeah. that he didn't hear nothing I half of what I said. Now I go, okay, then what did I say? And then he had just give me this look like, um he said, and he gave me maybe a word that he might have caught from everything that I had. I'd be like, really? That's all I said? Is that one word? That's it? That's all you heard? But you was listening though, right? You was listening. Okay. She's so wrong for that. She's telling me. I mean, I think that's a every guy thing tell you the truth because, you know, my wife be talking. I'm like, huh? <laughs> and she's like, huh, nothing. Aren't you listening to me? Like, yeah, I'm Uh-oh. listening, but Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. 
and, and you know, growing up in the seventies and eighties, watching the old game shows, especially the infamous dating game. game. Oh my goodness! And, and they would go up to some of those bizarre questions like that, and you wonder why, why, why they almost really knock each other's head off with a pillow or something. Yeah. Fine. Now I get it. Yeah. I'm Forty years yeah. late, though, but I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> That is crazy. That is okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah. let me let me ask this this question. So how long did it take you to um finally get to the point where you could sit down and both of you have one of the deepest conversations you ever had before? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my, my first night after, you know, we went out and the first night I took her back to my dorm room because I lived on base. We had a deep conversation. I mean, we talked all night long from like one o'clock in the morning to like eight. And then we finally like crashed out, mm-hmm. you know. And it was, it was amazing how much she already knew about me, you know, and because I met her through one of my best friends, Stacy's, and uh, Stacy's like, I got this girlfriend. Here. She's a good country girl. She's nothing like the last one. I, this one was in love with you. I was like, No, Stacy, come on, man. I said, Why are you gonna try to hook me up with your friends? The last one didn't work out good at all. And she's like, No, I promise you, this one loves you. She knows all about your your heartbreak and despair and. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> but, you know, just listening to her talk to me, you know, knowing about my, my family, because Stacy told her everything about, you know, growing up in the hood, living with my grandma, my uncle, everybody, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and how I was raised, you know, because I had a deadbeat father, a mother that couldn't take care of all her kids. And no fault to her, just sorry, secretaries and waitresses didn't make much money back in those days. Mm-hmm. So, and so I got passed around because I was the middle kid. So, I understand. And I'm stronger because of it. I turned out the best out of all my kids and all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I learned so many good values from my uncle Clarence and my uncle and my aunt Barbara. You know, uh, and then from my uncle Joe, you know, and I, I was lucky to grow up in a. Got uncle Joe. <laughs> lucky to grow up in in a, in a multi-culture family. So, I mean, with my uncle Clarence being black and my uncle Joe being Hispanic, you know, I never saw racism. I never knew what that was about. Mm-hmm. I, I think that yeah. turned me into a good man. You know, as far as having that deep conversation with my wife and stuff like that mm-hmm. throughout the years, where I saw her from day one, you know, and she'll tell you she's like, shoot, we sat there and talked and talked and talked, and wow. that was that was that that I I knew that connection that I loved her, but I couldn't tell her that because I didn't want my heart broken like the first time, you know. Yeah, and so I. It took me a while to tell tell my wife that I loved her, you know? 
I'm not gonna lie. It she she told me from day one, you know, and and she was strong in her convictions and she knew what she wanted out of life. And like I said, that's why we're we've been married for over thirty years now. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a blessing. I mean, God bless me with the perfect woman. So. And so, what you got for me, Sam? What you got for me? <laughs> it was a matter. Well, speaking for now, um, it's been thirteen. We've been together now, thirteen years, technically. Um, though we got married three and a half years ago. Okay. Uh, I want to say it was very early on. Um, in the earlier, er, very early. I want to say within weeks, because we had we had you know, caught on to each other so well. We talk so much. <laughs> you know, the the the, the, the phone, you know, we, we could have we could have easily put Illinois Bell out of business if we wanted to back then. Oh wow. <laughs> like they might have already went out because we was in the cell phone era. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what you got, Mom? But, I don't need, I don't even remember. <laughs> I, I honestly I don't. It's it's been so long. Let's see, for us when we got when I finally started opening my mouth, we've been we've been having because I was too shy in the beginning. We had deep conversations getting. literally every since and we just recently had deep conversation um literally about this topic. That was so funny. <laughs> It's about this. Wow. It's never planned. And usually we think it's going to be a short right. conversation. Right. And somehow we look at the clock and it's like two hours to pass. And we look yeah. at each other like, dang, it's two hours on this. It's really weird. How, or I'm not going to say weird. It's, it's really comforting when you can have somebody on the same intellectual as well as state of mind as you yeah and i think that helps a lot as far as the flow of the relationship mm -hmm. because if you're not on that level the same level mm -hmm. i mean i know they say opposites attract but i don't think they meant in that i think you should <laughs> at least be on the same page I, I, mean, I hope they wouldn't talk about that but i couldn't see how that worked but right. just being on the same mental wavelength that that intellectual flow when you have that it's easy to get lost in conversation it is oh like my that. goodness because oh my goodness the connection is so strong <laughs> because you know sometimes we just start talking about stuff yeah 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 it's no specific time it's just we just start talking about stuff yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I remember uh, when <laughs> and I'll be watching something and I'll give my opinion like I'll pause it and I'll be like, now you know what? That really just made me mad and I'm gonna tell you why. And then I'll go into why it made me angry and then he give me feedback. And that took a conversation. There it is. There it is. It's good, but it's yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so crazy. That's why I say I, I really can't put pinpoint no specific time. Cause sometimes we might be sitting up 
having a cocktail and we just there it is. Yep, there it is. There's that conversation. <laughs> Are you reminiscing about something yep. or or yeah. when we, when we got mm-hmm. when we when we got married back in April of 2019, we did something very unique during the um, ceremony, mm-hmm. and we had this we had this time this you know the the uh, you know the the, the clock the, the time clock with the sand yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. The sand yeah. We, yeah we did we did the whole pour the sand into the into the into the time thing because. We, for us, time meant everything. Yeah. Okay. That's and this right here is we, my beautiful wife of thirty years. Hi, hi, hey, beautiful wife of thirty years. <laughs> We're talking about relationships today. <laughs> so, of course, now I'm now I'm getting, doing the groceries. I've already okay. done. Okay. <laughs> yep. So I did the garbage, the dishes. So, because you know she. She's just getting home for the day, you know, and Uh-oh. she worked too dang hard, you know. I tell you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go Rodney. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, bro. Yeah. That was up. <laughs> Loving that, bro. Loving that. Well, everybody, I gotta I gotta really, really, really thank everybody, my my beautiful wifey. <laughs> My boy Sam, Pat, co-host, my mom, man, Rodney, thank you all for coming. This has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation topic. It's been a blessing. It's been a real live blessing. And I I also feel like it's been therapeutic, too. It it, it has. (laughs) Because I I learned some other stuff from from y'all talking, too, that that, that I haven't... uh, uh, inserted into my relationship style with my wife. So, hey. you know, that sets even more that I could work on, you know, because, you know, not everybody's perfect in their, that's true. In their lifestyle. But that's another so. reason why I try to do these things. I try to be I try to be proactive, not only just for the people themselves, but also give people things to learn from one another, you know, because I feel like if we're learning from one another, those are tools that we carry with us for the rest of our lives. And yeah. you never say that we're unarmed because we got what we needed. <laughs> well, I think we need to do this again, but this time everyone's spouses should be on. Uh-oh. And, Uh-oh. and yeah, that's like a couple's therapy type thing going on, you know? All right, everybody, I'm going to set everything up, get us ready for the next one i do appreciate everybody thank you all i greatly appreciate you all sunday the rest of your sunday lay back relax unwind peace and blessings everybody it's your boy ytp from ytp entertainment thank you you all have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day rest of your weekend the whole nine we are out of here Peace. Bad love. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>